Hey, AGs, are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic nonstick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. have a gold medal in being blonde. <laughs> I might not have Hilton money, but hey, I'm richer than Erica Jane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you just kicked my uh, You kicked, if this was the Olympics, and some could call this an it's the Erica Jane Olympic level trial is what this episode could quickly turn into. Um, but you totally got the gold medal on that one. You guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode 238. And I am so excited to be joined by one of my absolute favorite people. You know him as senior gaming editor at InputMagazine.com. Welcome back to Andy's Girls, Ryan Houlihan. Hello, hello. It is an honor to be back. I have missed it more more than I can say. Well, this is also one of the problems of like having good friends who are also among my favorite guests where I assume that you have been on recently because we talk constantly. So then it's like literally me searching my little notes to see like uh, grab the bio information. I'm like, oh, episode 150, whatever. whatever I was like, all right. So not exactly recently. You have been missed on the people's people's couch. Yeah, no, it's one of those things where it's like um sometimes you'll be talking to someone who you're like you've been long 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 term friends with and you start talking mm. about a group of people that they've never met and and you're just like oh I'm I don't know it just felt like you would have <laughs> 
Oh my god, a hundred percent true. Also, what is happening in your apartment? These dark walls are gorgeous. We're oh, zooming right now. Yes. Um. So when I was a kid, my I begged my parents for dark blue walls, and they were like, "That is creepy oh. and weird," and like they never let me have it until I was like in eighth grade. And my mom was like, "You're gonna regret it." And then once you regret it, you're gonna have to paint over it yourself. And I was like, "Fine." And they put it up, and my mom, the minute we were done, she was like, "It's stunning." And I think. <laughs> Dark blue walls. First off, it was the first time I I got to I got to really teach my parents that I was always going to be right. Um, I my dark blue walls. It makes the space look bigger. It's calming. It says, oh God, it's "Shut so the fuck calming. up." You know what I mean? It says, "Shut up" to me, and I need it. So. And it's not so, I mean, we're zooming so you don't get to see the richness, but you can tell it's dark, but not necessarily a black. No, no, You know, no. like it looks like not charcoal or something. I love that it's, I had no idea it was blue. I'm very into it being a very dark blue. That's such a rich color scheme. Thank you. I know, listen, I know. Nothing but cash. So much about how to spend money. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's one of my absolute favorite things to do. Although, as you know, I just re-signed the lease in my apartment, Woo! year 11, my two-bedroom pied-a-terre on the Upper East Side. First year signing solo, was very excited about it, very excited about completely redoing the space and hopefully getting some Zarin rugs in here, wink, wink, and some other stuff. Mm -hmm. I now have a Clothis space, hashtag Clothis party. I am, which might be over Zoom, who's to say and I am so excited about it except I just completed my first like rent thing mm. you know where I like pay the full rent I haven't yet totally understood the fact that like I'm paying all of the utilities and everything else but the rent alone I was like ooh, this just got much less fun for me <laughs> in this moment. That was a tough little check. To, and I've got 11 more to go. So that's that's a good time. Yeah, I mean, right before the, or right into the pandemic, we were like six months in, we moved into a luxury, like, you know, mm. building because it was, you know, a, a lot cheaper than it had ever, mm. ever been. And it was like, I yeah. think we could do it. I think we could spend a little more money and live like kings. Like, why not? Let's just, we could do it. And every month it's like, oh, I really made a deal to have a less extravagant lifestyle. <laughs> and so far I have not had a less extravagant lifestyle. Well, that's the problem is that people are like, someone asked me, actually several people asked me, which is a little bit of a warning sign. Like, well, you know, like what can you afford? What budget can you afford? When I was in conversation with the building and I said, nothing, I can't afford anything. I haven't worked since October. We're in the middle, but we're going to make this happen. And I literally told my therapist, I was like, I signed the lease. And she was like, oh my God, I'm so proud of you I'm so proud you were able to get to a number you could afford and I looked at her and I was like afford? Amy have we what at what what point in this entire pro did you ever I thought that I thought that was what me? we were working like, on right nope nope that's not no what we're working on is me being happy with all the things I buy myself to feel moments of joy did you see the ring I think I well it's, oh, a, it's an I offline saw, conversation I saw it's the ring tomorrow. I it's saw the tomorrow. ring there's a little bit of a moment happening at Pippin Vintage. Here's the thing, though, is like there's limited shit for people. And especially in New York, it's, I, I say this to people outside of New York City when I'm talking about my credit card debt, where I'm like, listen, there are limited things. We live on top of each other. It's very hard to live in New York City. Yeah. Plus, during a pandemic, if we need to buy ourselves a dress, a bauble, a diamond, you just do what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, this is when I, what, I, I will say to my parents, like, 
you know, the subway should be free. And they're like, I don't understand. Like, I pay for my own transportation, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, Mom, mm. it, you don't have to live in New York City. If you ha- When you have to live in New York City, you just look around you and you're like, yeah, this is just a jungle made to, like, hurt me. <laughs> anything to ease that on, anything to ease that, we deserve. It's like when people are like, you spend how much on delivery? Shut the fuck up. I have a tiny kitchen. I'm suffering. Oh, yeah. a hundred. It's honestly, whatever, whatever we spend as money as New Yorkers, it's not actual. You have to divide it in half. And, you know, people are making concessions. And I think that's wonderful. Like the adulting people. And I'm just not there yet. You know, bat mitzvahs no. around the corner. One day I'll be a woman. But in the meantime... No. I'm not going to have a savings account, okay? I'm yeah. just going to live my best life I, yeah. as best we can. hundred percent. I mean, like, I've come so close to death a lot recently. <laughs> and, like, I just feel like I'm going to have a good time while the good time can be had. You know, don't take this mm-hmm. as financial advice is what I'm basically saying. I feel like if we've learned anything since this nightmare began, it was that we should buy ourselves literally whatever we want at any time. Do not Look how do great. not allow yourself any single moment of not getting that thing that brings you whatever you absolutely need in that moment. Look how great Dorit is doing. I compared think to us, I think compared she's to thriving. us, she's killing so it. So why don't we just follow her path, which is just spend, baby, just the most expensive version of everything, and deal with it after the fact. I mean, there's a lot that I need to talk to you about, but let's start with Beverly Hills because we both just watched the after show, which I'm so glad they brought back because the Beverly Hills, specifically the Beverly Hills after show is amazing. It's on wherever. I mean, I watch it on YouTube, but the the first episode was a two-parter, 20 oh minutes God. long of exclusive content of all of these women giving their reactions to whatever. There was, was more than fucking that was in the last episode. Yeah, it was a full, it was an, an episode's worth also, you know, all the Kathy lovers amongst us, a.k.a. anyone out there who is a human person in this world. You're going to love it. She talks about astrology. She talks about her mother. Kim comes up for those who are into that kind of content. But anyway, the Dorit of, of it all is fascinating because Dorit brings her perspective, albeit one wrapped in the fascinating package of like my life is very big we have an office we have a businessman which I'm sure she does but I also just find it fascinating the luster of it all but she talks about her own experiences being in the news specific to debt collection lawsuits and whatever else and how that has led her to really um criticize any immediate headline that comes in because she has had her own experience and also has been a little bit of a counsel for these women on like what happens when your funds are frozen because she's (laughs) experienced it before how are you watching Dorit's reaction to all of the Erica Jane knowing what we sort of know Dorit is a strategist if nothing else and I Mm. would say that 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 we she went into this saying one of the messages I want to deliver is Erica's a human being. You you know, treat her as if she just me. We all make mistakes, right, guys? We've all done some wire fraud at minimum. <laughs> like she's trying to rouse some troops for someone like Erica, but it doesn't feel like mm. she's rousing uh, them for Erica. You know what I mean? It seems like this is about Dorit. 
Um, and it's she's she's trying to drive home the message of like, now see, we all make mistakes, and when I when when my mistakes come to the light, <laughs> I I think uh, you know uh, I I think if you felt empathy for Erica, maybe you'll feel empathy for me. I mean, I love it. I got to tell you, I love it. I love her little spin. I love her like wink to us of like, I've got some stuff too. Yeah. But mine isn't real. But like, is Erica's real? No, because that could mean maybe mine is real. And she's so like, we're just going to pretend they're both completely wrong. And she's like, and if mine were real, if it were real, it was way before I even knew PK. She's ready to throw him right under the bus. I mean, so is Eric, but it's also true. It's like true. he was mired in some, Tom was practicing law before Erica was born, yeah. which is a fact that makes me so viscerally, instinctively uncomfortable when I think about that age difference. It's actually, it is wild to think about in that context, but it is something to kind of consider when it comes to the fact that they really truly in every possible way came together worlds apart how are you digesting the erica of it all i think it's delicious in its complete absurdity the idea that like <laughs> the whole performance last week i the idea that like that she is being cheated on <laughs> She is not committing crimes, but crimes are being committed in her name. Um, she has no idea any of this is happening. She's also being mentally and emotionally abused, which I actually do think probably some of that was going yes, on. Yes, I totally agree. 100%. Um, and that's unfortunate. But then also he's has dementia, and then there was a car accident that didn't make any sense because he was tossed from the car after it crashed or was flying down a cliff. And then he didn't call her, except when he did. And then that's when she called 911, but she only got to see, ran right to see him, but then called 911 there. I mean, wait, wait. I mean, the whole thing just doesn't add up to me. It just seems like a lot of excuses. And it, it feels like she's trying to throw a whole bunch of stuff at the wall and see what sticks. And I, I just don't buy it. I, I can't believe that she has no idea that something shady was going on. I think she knew. I think she was in a position where, God forbid, she. I, this isn't me in any way being like Erica's not responsible for yada yada, but I think that she. They had some sort of arrange uh, several different layers of arrangement in their life, and one of those layers was if you know that shit is going on, don't ask any yes, questions. Yes, and that is a choice, by the way. The choice not to ask any questions. The choice not to find out more was. Erica's to make so when we're talking about the Erica stuff I don't want to remove the agency from her which is another form of responsibility but it's also like the sense of being a human person which isn't to discount that she might have been in an emotionally abusive or toxic or whatever definitely relationship 100%. one that my thought is she understood what she was signing up for from the jump. She met him when she was a hostess at a restaurant he liked to frequent. The power dynamic was never any way close to being equal. My guess is that he didn't turn magically mean when she started to get famous. I am sure that there were elements of him, quote unquote, putting her in her place from the jump. Yeah. So I, I the idea that he shot her down, I don't mean this in a dismissive or critical way. 
my guess is he was probably like that all along. It just turned a little bit when she became Erica Jane, like the Erica Jane on TV. Yeah. It was an instinct that he had, but it wasn't a like hard and fast. There are consequences, rule, like scary, emotionally abusive, manipulative, like controlling. Like I, I think it definitely that escalated. It seems like. Um, that's the vibe I get. And it doesn't seem like her life was peaches and cream. It, it does, you know, like she was spending a ton of money, but I, if you're being, I don't know if you're, if you're kind of in a sense trapped with someone you, who abuses you, it's, that's not great, you know? And like, so I think when she talks about the unpleasantness, it's like, yeah, there was some unpleasantness in her life, but I, I just don't buy that. She had no idea that crimes were being committed. Like, how it takes a lot of ignoring of i mean they like the families of the victims were like we've tried to contact yeah and it it, that she wouldn't have asked any questions means that she chose not to ask any questions at minimum and at that Mm -hmm. point like stop trying to spin just take some accountability like it's just it's very clear and now it's time to just pay the piper and she's just she's a grifter of the kind of like you know a a recently popular politician um she's the kind of grifter that i just think like just always wants to slip out of it or like she's trying to like she's always told a story and gotten out of whatever she's always like bought her way into something like it just seems like she kind of got what she wanted for a long time and now she feels entitled in a certain sense to not having any accountability even emotionally because if she if she wanted to have accountability she literally could just say i am very sorry to those victims i i all the stuff i have was bought with their money take everything within reason like leave me with whatever and I will rebuild I will I have a name for myself people know that I wouldn't have uh, no done this knowingly but um you know I, I I didn't ask the right questions and I wanted my life to be perfect and my husband to be a good person and I looked the other way and I would now I want to apologize to those victims and give like whatever I have sell whatever I have. You know what I mean? Like she could have survived this and, and still been a good person. And it seems like she wants it both ways where she doesn't have to do any of that. And like, she, like she, she, she feels like, I don't know. It feels like she's like throwing a tantrum because we decided to hold her accountable. And she, cause she feels entitled to not that treatment, I guess. I think she's throwing a tantrum online in real time in some of her social media behavior where she's like, LOL, anybody who has questions about like the victims mistreatment, you guys, this is just reality TV, whatever, and you need to find something better to do, which is so dismissive and disingenuous to the reality of the heinous crimes that were committed against innocent people in dire straits. And it's difficult because there is a survivor mentality of someone who is being told repeatedly and believes it, that she is going to be out on the street to have nothing, certainly not the lifestyle she's become accustomed to. And who knows, like if he kicks her to the curb or she leaves and he doesn't give her anything, does housewives go away? Like who's going to be picking up the bill for this when it was seemingly Tom signing the checks with somebody else's cash But there's the survivor mentality there and then like the subversion of it when you think of 
Tom's victims who are barely hanging on. Like those are the actual survivors. And yet the perspective that she is trying to, I don't even know what the phrase, I, I want to say subvert, but I don't think that's accurate is she's trying to share this kind of like survivor bop style thing on social where she's like I'm such a survivor that I'm going to kick ass and it's so out of place with both what we're watching on the show as the episodes roll out and also as you said that sense that like I don't think anyone would advise her to to be like just gonna take one for the team take whatever because there's so many lawsuits coming her way and and you know, the legal strategy is what it is. But I just wonder what her lawyers are thinking when they go onto her Twitter feed, because surely the way that she's behaving is a little bit counter to what we're seeing her do on the show. It's there are two different ways to survive. One is to open up and share information you haven't before about your husband's infidelity, a car accident that maybe hurt his mental acuity which is seemingly the only reason she was sharing that it wasn't just to be like my husband was in an accident I didn't tell you guys about that and also he was like fucking somebody else like there is a reason that she's telling that stuff now and I don't think it's just because she's getting a divorce yeah that Um, she just happened to be getting at the same time yeah and I mean listen if I found out that my husband had stolen if I thought that something was going on but I didn't ask questions for whatever reason and I found out he was stealing millions of money from victims uh, people who were uh, burn victims and families of people who died in plane crashes I would file for divorce I wouldn't be like I'm going to stand by my man I would be like you were such a piece of shit and then I would deal with the fact that oh my god I thought the the main reason that I fell in love with this man was the security that he provided for me and that he provided me with. And 70% of that may have been financial security and stability. And I don't begrudge her for that. People find partners who can provide security in many different ways. And Tom was that guy who she says you know, was stable provider, whatever for her son as a single mother and also gave her this insane, you know, glorious kind of life for whatever, however long, over 20 years. And so I'm not going to begrudge her for that because I think it is something that to many levels, people make decisions of who they want to be married to and why. But now we're understanding the real cost of that and we're watching very different versions of Erica play out and it's hard to juggle the empathy when she's telling us in real time on social to truly go fuck ourselves. Yeah. It she's mad at us for not just like letting this go. Go. And and I, I, it boggles my mind. Like I can't imagine like I don't think she's a sociopath. But she's definitely acting like a sociopath. Like, I, I it just, I, I I'm, I, I'm giving eyes right now, guys. I, I, I can't, 
I, I, and I, so I'm like squirming watching it. And it's tough too, because you look at someone like Lisa Renna and you're like, yeah, you're a little manipulative and you're a little strategic <laughs> in what you do. And like, I think you, you would throw a couple people under a bus, you know, like I get it. And it's one of her better qualities. A hundred percent. And it's like, on her LinkedIn. and honestly, not to that degree, but game respect game, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you know, I'd throw at least one person under the bus. Um, if it were down to me or you, and we both did the thing, um, <laughs> um, please don't use this as evidence in court. I'm sure when my <laughs> adrenaline's pumping and I'm kikiing with a friend, I'll have different decisions than when you're, uh, anyway, uh, whatever. It's a matter of time. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, 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 but Rinna is, uh, like when it's like, Rinna is like an adorable kind of villain who's like, I'll get you next time. Riddle me this. You know what I mean? And Erica, I'm looking at her and I'm like, oh, you're an HBO villain. <laughs> like, like I, 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 she, she's like the villain of like a Nicole Kidman show. It's just very, it's very soapy. It's very like, uh, even like what she's doing is just so beyond the pale where you're just like, I'm shocked at the details. You're like, the women and children of plane crash victim, like what? The widows and surviving families, like you, you, wait that that's the money. It's not like he embezzles from a corporate account. You know what I mean? It's just she's such an arch villain right now. How okay is if she had been behaving differently on social, would you still feel that way? If you were only seeing the Erica, and this is difficult because she's done a lot on social, but putting aside the Instagram, the Twitter, the photos, the Cartier diamond, uh, fascinating, surprising shot in the Daily Mail. Can't believe they found her outside of a private jet with the Cartier ring we all know from the show. Had we not seen that in her social behavior, would you still feel that way that she was like a she is HBO not, villain. She's not taking responsibility for it. It feels like anything of this. But how can you take responsibility? And I'm truly, I'm not, you know, I'm not team Erica, but I truly, I love to doggy paddle on the gray. And I'm constantly arguing with myself about this. It is one of my favorite things to do. So I'm not asking you in a way that is in any way critical. It's because I go back. It's like a fucking ping pong in my head when I think about Erica Jane. And I don't know. I feel like I'm losing the match. But when you think about all things Erica, how could a person on the show, not on social, not even on social in real time, as we now know, when she was filming certain things because of the shots she was putting from confessionals, whatever else, put taking that all out. The Erica that we are seeing on the show is someone who seems upset. So, you know, obviously and is a little bit broken and certainly fragile and trying to possibly share vulnerability with the women that she made a conscious decision not to I guess over the course of the entire time that these women have been friends would you still argue that only based on her behavior on the show that she is behaving in a way that feels maniacal? I just think about the black tear that like we never saw her in mascara run in any episode, even when she was like swimming, we never saw anything run and she was, there was a ton of makeup. So I, 
to me, I just maybe I'm maybe I am overly dramatic and maybe I'm turning this into a soap opera with projection. But to me, I just look at her and I'm like, you are trying to manipulate me and you wouldn't be doing that if you weren't telling a lie. Oh, I think my, many more people understand your perspective than mine. Uh, oh, 100%. no. I, you're not it, you're not saying anything that I just you know I don't want to be like, I don't want I don't. I don't want to falsely accuse someone of something is really what I want to be saying is that if, if in reality I am, you know, I've, this is a conspiracy theory, then, oh man, I'm real sorry, Erica. But (laughs) I think the likelihood of that is very, very small. And also the reality (laughs) is that we'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know. We'll never know. So, so many people are, I'm not saying that you're doing this, but a lot of people are saying she fucking knew she can go fuck herself, whatever else. And it's like, actually, we won't ever know that, but we can judge and critique the ways that she is acting online. We do know that. We know from what we are seeing from edited episodes, the ways that she is seemingly reacting in their version of real time as production is going on. Those are things that we can, I think, accurately critique, judge, discuss. And I'm certainly not calling for like, I'm a prison abolitionist. I'm not calling for her to like be tortured or something. Like, I just think she needs to have some level of consequences. And, you know, we, she needs like a restart and she needs to stop benefiting from what, Well, I wonder if the reason that she's unwilling to really even like psychologically start begin to unpack the damage that has happened to, again, deeply vulnerable, innocent victims is because she knows that she is being punished. Like she already feels that she is being punished for maybe not speaking out, being married to this person, being in the public eye and will continue to be punished for many, many years to come. She is not, I don't know a world in which she is going to be able to climb out of this anytime soon financially. Like I I really truly don't. She get into politics. (laughs) (laughs) It could happen. Anything's California, anything's possible. But there is the, there is a, there is the reality that like punishments are happening it's probably a large part of the reason why she feels a little bit backed into a cage because she's thinking like i don't need this from you guys because i'm getting it already from the literal dozens of lawsuits that are coming my way which isn't me to say don't judge erica at all i'm just trying to understand her thinking because her behavior on social to me is so wildly off and she is acting like this is a thing like any other i mean i do believe she's deeply suffering i mean nobody acts nobody's wilding out like that for just no reason yeah and also the sacrifices Listen, everyone makes sacrifices in relationships from what I've heard. And um, other people's experiences as uh, adults. But, you know, you can hear it from me firsthand (laughs) if you'd like. (laughs) There is the idea that you make sacrifices and you are allowed to choose what kind of partner you want to be with. It is very apparent the kind of partner and dynamic that she wanted, which had a direct route to the environment she wanted and everything else. And it's like fascinating to me when you think about the sacrifice one would make to lower yourself to not being an independent person or being with a partner who respects you respects your opinion thinks of you as an equal 
which isn't to say that's what people want. Some people want it. Others might not. You have every you have every right to choose the kind of relationship and partner that's right for you and what you need. She was a single parent. It is a different kind of situation when you are providing for a child yourself. All of that being said, you make these sacrifices to lower yourself or whatever, and you get bajillions of dollars. You get this crazy lifestyle. You get this TV show, your breakout star, your Broadway and everything else. And then it all falls apart. And I think in the back of my head, like, oh, you might not even be able to keep your shoes. Like all of these sacrifices that you have made to enable yourself the lifestyle that you've grown accustomed, the lifestyle is never going to be provided by certainly Tom ever again. So you need to figure that out at a different point or recalibrate what you want 20 years after the fact. And also the sacrifices you made in your relationship, your husband saying, Erica, like shut the fuck up at a film dinner and you knowing enough to shut the fuck up at a filmed dinner. (laughs) Not even to playfully be like, excuse me. Because you know he doesn't want it. Yeah, no, not a drop. He He, doesn't mm. want to hear from you. Your husband doesn't want to hear your voice while he's being filmed for a TV show you are a star on. He's not even willing to play the part of a husband over the course of a fucking dinner. And you've made those sacrifices to get you staying on the TV show and whatever else. And now it's all fucking gone. What was the point of any of it? I mean, I, I just, I think we can all agree Tom's a pretty bad person. <laughs> he is a bad guy. Like a bad guy. dude. Like a like He's maybe a bad one guy. of the worst people we've ever seen on the channel. <laughs> I mean, like, can we even watch Aaron Brockovich again, or is it going to be a trigger? It, I, that's an excellent movie. I haven't seen it in a number of years, but it's phenomenal. That's all you got, bit lady. Two left feet and an ugly shoes. <laughs> Whatever. I just misquoted Aaron Brockovich, but everyone should know I had an edible a few hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> you rest your case. I rest um, my case. I, I mean, I, um, no, I just... no. I mean, he's a he's a terrible person. It I it, it ruins all of her music for me, which was like fun bitch tracks for drag queens, you know. And like, I, I expensive was a fun bop, and now it literally is about some of the worst crimes I, that have ever aired on a whole cable channel. <laughs> Like, that's pretty bad. That's pretty, pretty bad. And uh, it, it it sucks. And it also sucks that, like, I, all these... When we rewatch Housewives, her gaudy lifestyle is uh, going to hurt every time. It's like when you see people make Trump jokes on from shows in, like, 2004. Yeah. And you're like, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. I mean, I... That's such an interesting point. I have not, since this came out specifically rewatched the Erica seasons, but you know what? I fucking am. (laughs) That is going to be so that. Oh my God. I have like goosebumps emotionally, not like literally. You have to warn your therapist a little bit. Yeah. Like give give her a little. He's going to (laughs) need, and now I'm going to be wearing all the jewels I can afford. I mean, like let's stack it on baby. Like I just, that would be a wild journey to watch the Erica because he was doing this for a while. I don't know the numbers. Like, I don't know if it had gotten 
worse at a certain point or it's been bad for a while, but he was going to get away with it. He's 80 years old, 81. Yeah. He, he was had almost an done. incredible amount of power. Like he has the amount, same, same amount of political pull as like a former president. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just keep coming back to that. You can't. You can't. Not. Uh, um, I'm sorry. I'm just so triggered. Um, no, I hear you. But I, I think no, that's but, the sad part of it. It's like yeah. people complained. They tried to report him and he bought everything. Yeah. He used his stolen money in a really successful way. And I'm going to have to rewatch scenes where there was a Chiron that said like glam squad, $30,000 a month or whatever. And she's going to be like, I have to have it. And I'm going to be like, I am going to gnaw through my own fist rewatching it. Cause I'm going to be so mad. I I like, I really am mad about it. (laughs) You know, what's so interesting. Like she flew her glam business class to Dubai, which cost an amount of money. I actually can't even compute because to me, like economy (laughs) to to Dubai, to get gays to Dubai. Can you, and in the fucking, they weren't staying in the shark suite, but they were somewhere fabulous. And I think about the ways that glam is being used on New York right now, which is so tragic. And you would think the lessons, the timing doesn't match up as as far as like the news breaking out. But like, I would think future non-Beverly Hills casts would look at Beverly Hills and Salt Lake City and the fact that the two women who were most performative about the mandatory needs being glam, the 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 crazy ensembles though everything tricked out and the fact that it was based on crime they've both been caught yeah. John Medician should not uh should, t- should take the these recent events as bra- <laughs> as the FBI saying I fired two warning shots <laughs> I, I think I think you know I it, it, you should take it as fair warning to uh anyone to, about flying too close to the sun I mean, how, and it's like the housewives version of it, but it is, it's like, and she created the stars and the moons. Like nobody, nobody would have done this. Nope. She was the one who started this. Yeah. And now we know why. Now we know the foundation of it. And and Jen just kicked it up a notch. I know. And Jen, God, God love her. Jen really in one year fit the entire lifetime of a housewife's journey. She went from beloved to hated to a to an item a item of fascination to a horrible villain who left in shame. And that usually we wait like eight years for people to do that. And you know what I'll say? The more I'm talking about it, the more I'm like, Erica did some of the most vile things I've ever seen. And in a little bit of a John Waters way, like, work, bitch. <laughs> Like, I look at Jen Sean, I'm like, she did that. (laughs) What it is, is, is of course, like infamy. And of course, I don't aspire to infamy or think it's a good thing. But you collected a lot of it really fast. And like, you know what? That's what you wanted. You achieved it. I mean, I feel like the Jen of it all is so fascinating because she really thought she was the shit. She thought she was it, I'm sure pretty. the rest of the she cast was did. like, I am the OG honey mama. I am her. The, I'm that girl. A hundred percent. The social media posts, the everything else, like the fact that Heather Gay popped out from the jump, you know, <laughs> she was taken by extreme she was surprise. Furious because it makes her furious. question her entire worldview. 
or she needs to double down. I mean, I wonder how she she is someone who is in like I think Erica knows she just doesn't want to talk about it. Jen doesn't get it. Nope. Jen does not understand that not a lick. The majority of the Bravo audience does not consider her beloved. Like truly when it comes to like this is going to be primetime TV, one thousand percent. And P.S. We were supposed to get the Salt Lake City trailer this week. What happened? Yeah, TikTok? what is that? What is up with that? I don't know. Winter is coming. It's not yet here. We're still in autumn or summer, <laughs> whatever else. Like, give it to me now. Put it directly into my veins. It's not but fair. Jen doesn't. Jen still does not understand. Like, Jen has such a victim mentality that all the people that are gunning for Erica, and I don't mean that in a way that's critical, but the people who are like, Erica, you're acting the victim, you should be multiplying that times 35 for <laughs> Jen Shaw because she's the one who's actually allegedly responsible for the crime not even <laughs> a participant but an ra and it wasn't like a one-time crime like tom was like like click click ooh, nah, ooh, i took that money and then he went to spend it jen was every day like let's do it again <laughs> i mean it was based like tom provided a service which is why he was able to get away with his crime his service was like 100%. getting settlements 100%. and then you know Stealing the money. Jen Singh from the jump never, it was never real. It was, it was never ever money. real. It was just stealing money. Again, another reason she was fast forwarding. She looked at Tom and she's like, anything you can do, I can do better. And, and you know that's what? literally honestly, what she did. Honestly, it's that tweet that's like, a woman does some sociopathic shit and her gaze are like, slay bitch. <laughs> I mean, I do feel like that is. The team Jen of it all, the team Jen stands are definitely like, yes, queen. Like, you're oh, yeah. the victim, bitch. Like, yes, like, go you're, off. You, you in prison will be so iconic, honey. <laughs> <laughs> They're, like, still trying to hype her up long after the conclusion is she's going to prison. <laughs> I mean, and the fact that, you know, people were real pissed about shit that was coming out about Mary's church. This whole Jen yeah. thing is the single best thing that could have ever happened to Mary. 100%. Not only because she hates Jen, but because no one is fucking talking about where Mary is getting <laughs> Mary her is the from. Dorit of this scenario. Oh my god! But like a million times. I mean, because Mary times is a a, times so much worse. I mean, Dorit's like Dorit's going shady. to Louis Vuitton and Dorit's her, shady. you know, cards. Mary being is like, like Mary is like the dark horse, honey. <laughs> it is. That is going to be and like what? I mean, if I was Jen right now, I'd be like, is there any way anyone could bring up that? Jen is like, listen, Heather, I will buy you another shopping. Can you just like please bring up Mary's church just once, even if it's while we're in court together, like while you're. You're like a you know witness for the prosecution. If you can just if mention you say that you made church, a lot of big donations to the church, that would just be so great. Like all cash donations the church that you gave, and they were beneficiaries of what you're doing. Just you know to get them in some headlines. Oh my God! Just blessed be Salt Lake City. I cannot. That trailer is going to be life changing. I can't wait. Life changing. I can't wait. Um, listen, I want to get your thoughts on New York, but first, an exciting announcement. This episode is brought to you by the brand new podcast, Jeff Lewis Has Issues. You may know Jeff Lewis from the hit Bravo series, Flipping Out, or his Sirius XM radio show, Jeff Lewis Live. And now Jeff is bringing you a brand new podcast we think you'll love called Jeff Lewis Has Issues. Did you watch Flipping Out? 
Oh, of course. Whether it's drama with family and friends to parenting or relationships, including that one with Jenny, there's no denying Jeff Lewis has issues. Jeff is joined each week by friends, experts, and celebs from Tamara Judge and Jackie Schimmel to Judge Lauren Lake, Patty Stanger, and others as they take a no-holds-barred deep dive into every detail of Jeff's life. Come for the laughs and leave feeling so much better about your own life. I It's one of my favorite things to do. Check out Jeff Lewis has issues you can subscribe now on stitcher pandora apple podcasts or wherever you listen thank you so much jeff lewis has issues for sponsoring uh this amazing app i'm so excited to listen and tune in um listen speaking of listening and tuning in new york we're surviving it we're we're it's a thing that has happened every, in this world every time god gives you a beverly hills he closes in new york <laughs> Um, I, you know, we've, I've lived through worse recently. I'll, you know, I can do that hour a week, but I, (laughs) there better be some payoff. Like you better just be working through some shit, girl. This better not just get worse and worse. Um, yeah, I watched, I watched this week. Uh, I I thought at least in this week, it felt like some stuff happened, even though I felt like it was annoying to watch like Leah Mm -hmm. Leah's whole thing about the like legal of it all was just like girl what are you talking about you're 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 into a podcast mic saying like one line of a Christmas song like we're not talking about like the 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 Winklevoss twins here can I just say though as someone who we both remember when Luann was sued by her children yes, for allegedly misappropriating her Sag Harbor home, which she explicitly was like, I am going to keep the money. Merry Christmas. Like, I don't yeah. I don't think Leah, even though she did literally say this so I can truly go fuck myself. I do think it was like, how are you using my my voice my name whatever else how is that working which i don't think is an inappropriate question to ask but also where is the contract that's saying explicitly that the money is going to this charity forever like she was raising questions that in the context of saying one line yeah not not a big deal but in the context of like do you want to be involved in a project that might not go according to plan i completely understood it two things one show don't tell what she should have done is said so luann where's the money going oh and for how long so all of the proceeds then you're not taking anything in perpetuity and have that on camera and and then you've got the footage if it ever came up that she fucked around with the song and misappropriated the funds like Mr. Girardi, you know what I mean? Like I would rather see you be 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 uh, uh help help me help you get to the bottom of the case. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Don't just tell me that like oh we never signed anything. Just so you know she could sue me at any time. What if I fell here? Who's insuring it? Like <laughs> it just seemed very silly because at the end of the day. It's it's all too silly for any judge in the world mm. to make some judgment that Leah infringed copyright when she sang like one song on a reality show into a microphone that she'd never heard before. I totally get that, but I think about the when Lou spun out and was like, I need six million dollars so that I can buy a house. I cannot go on and like whatever Bethany was saying, she was like in a negligee trying to like 
drive a boat or something like stuff has happened before that has had financial implications. So, but like, what what, what, what time can she do with this? Like, is she going to steal well, her, her voice like the, the sea witch? No, I'm thinking like, <laughs> I'm thinking like big picture. What happens when the charity is like, okay, where's our check? Oh, you know what? After expenses, whatever else. And like, yada, yada. It's only, you know, $10,000 or something. And they thought it was going to be much more. Or what happens if they are getting the proceeds and then at a certain point it stops? Like, who are they going to go after if they can't get through to Lou? Like, what is her responsibility in that? I get it. I I really, I know it's so stupid, but like, I get it. And I also think Lou losing her mind on her as a result, repeatedly is like this is. No, I mean Luann is. You acting don't have like that a, kind of record no. where it's like Luann you is acting are the like countess. A huge asshole and a delusional idiot. I mean, Luann, like you've been in crimes recently, you know, and it doesn't see. It's not weird for someone to ask, like, "Hey, can I trust you with my likeness?" I get it. And- but, and also from Lou's perspective, don't ask me at the recording session. Yes. And also, I think. It's so I, stupid. It, it's all so silly because like what really at the end of the day, I think the most telling thing that we saw really in that interaction was um, when Leah said, well, how do I know like where the money's going? And Lynn said something to the effect of there's no money in this. And Leah was like, well, of course there's got to be some money in it since it's going to charity. And Luann had no response. <laughs> that was a because, beautiful moment. Because ultimately, is it just being done so that it's something for her to do on the show since she can't go on yeah, tour? Yeah, she can look good. It's good. It's good. It's good PR and it keeps her central storyline singing so she can pick that up if she still happens to be on the show next year. Speaking of singing, did you see this whole fucking shit, Sonia Morgan? Yes. Caver- Caver- did I? Caver- did I have a solid, city? a solid minute of disassociating where I was like, "Do you audition?" <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be wonderful. Wonderful. I want. I I considered for a moment, could I be the Ben Rimmelauer of Sonia? But I don't think I could. I'm not as talented as Ben. I couldn't do it. I wouldn't pull it off. Some, I, I want to give it to someone to pull off. I was at the very first performing, uh, performing, very first performance ever of Countess and Friends. I have seen Sonia perform at both that performance as well as the like workshop thing that you and I both went to last. When was it? Like oh, the season wow. before last? Yes. Season before last. The finale episode. I mean, Sonia can perform. Sonia knows herself a cue. She has them. She's like when she's not <laughs> even drink, when she's she improving. She's like Alyssa right? Edwards or Wendy Williams. You just want to watch. If you could just watch her for an hour, I would like I would watch her put her makeup on and then take a picture and then talk to us the whole time. Like she does it on stage. I would just watch that and I'd pay money for it. She's so funny. I, she's so she's genuinely so funny. I think it could be. So, She's so no funny. joke, so good. And the first performance allegedly is in August, which like make it make sense why like this is the difference between Sonia and Luann. Luann is like working on a charity song, great, 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 but like specifically because it's a part of her story for the show. Sonia's doing this the first performance in August when this the reunion may not have yet happened and the show certainly won't be filming. Like she's just doing this to do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, could I love her more? It makes 
no strategic sense at all. So they're not going to get any of the filming of her like rehearsing, <laughs> practicing for her shows. Love this journey for her. Well, like the chaotic was, nature. I remember when she was in that play you, and she was for a minute, up. she was like, I'm a performer. Like people got to, I'm an entertainer. They want to see me stir that drink. You know what I mean? Do you remember like back when she was in that play? I forget what it was called. It was like the gay, gay guys, guys teach her how to give blowjobs. Yes. Sex. Yes. 100%. Fucking. Fucking. Blowjob. Fucking. I'm yeah. surprised that didn't end up with her being like, it's a one woman show called Sassy, Sassy Lady. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I'm the straw that stirs the cabaret, honey. Like, I'm surprised that didn't happen. She had the cabaretesque. Like, it's weird that Luann had kind of swooped in and taken that identity i i want to see the, the queen come back to the throne mama i can't i <laughs> i'm so glad she's taking it back and i can't wait for her to actually launch a toaster oven that can now compete with bethany's shooter brands. I like i want to see still Sonya rise buy up. that toaster oven i would still buy one as would i it would be like i know that we're all into the like and by we i mean that one consultant is very into this like Century 21 Walmart Sonia by so and I don't mean that as like a to be dismissive I think it's genuinely sold at Walmart now like the Sonia by Sonia Morgan we want a toaster oven give us the help us help you we have 39.95 we want to give it to you I will overpay for it you could charge $200 and I would still I would it would be a birthday present but I would buy myself it if she did a thirty nine ninety five toaster, oven, oh my god! I would buy, I would buy, box. I would buy, I would line my home in them. <laughs> Wait, but then a higher version of it for like seventy nine ninety five that came in the box that Heather designed, <gasps> where it's a shirtless man, and they're I'm limited edition, and they're limited edition, would die. <laughs> there's, there's no way Heather would allow it. There's no way the people that Heather How worked on that with does- would allow it. But I would. Die. You know what? I'm going to say this here now because this will be an official Bravo record one day. And I Love. want people to know that I had the idea first. <laughs> I want to buy Sonia's townhouse from her and turn it into a Real Housewives museum and actually collect the artifacts from the show for people to creepily walk through and take a look at. I mean, there is a Housewives museum at BravoCon, which is truly the cases of the in, the hair clips, Shannon's nine lemons, like yeah. all this. But we don't have a twenty four seven eternal we space. One. We we deserve a Smithsonian. We deserve a MoMA, a Met. Sonia knows the arts, as she tells us that thing in France. She mentions a lot her family fakakta yeah. thing. I would friends of the whatever you know, in, you know the Morgans, whatever Morgan. those <laughs> famous artists. <laughs> my favorite part is when she's like my family and every single you would think I would know better however many years long but every single time I'm like wait Sonia's family oh right okay <laughs> every got it got it fucking time I'm rewatching um seasons four through eight with my husband right now oh wow because he never saw heather or Kristen. he barely saw jewels so like i was like oh well let's ride at least the seasons we know you didn't watch or at mm. least didn't see most of and like let's let, let, let's introduce you to uh to your your Kristen takemans of the world i would be curious for his so he's already seen one through three obviously if you're starting at four yeah. I would be curious for his thoughts. I always found Bethany's re-entry a fascinating 
journey for a woman who like not to compare her to Erica it's a wrong comparison but like someone who's completely oblivious to the experiences of of Pete it's the invert in like the inversion of what Erica's completely oblivious not to the people she's filming with but to the reaction of the of the audience watching and their critique and the Bethany dynamic when she came back was being completely oblivious to the reaction and experiences of the people filming with because she was only focused on the audience reaction which was like the yes queen go off I mean talk about a journey that was a tough premiere season for her return that was a tough that was watching a plane that lands but it's it had it had a rough time doing it you know what I mean like when you see them bounce and then they go up and then they go down like I I was like this might end with her not doing this again it's like watching Sully through the perspective of the birds. A hundred percent. Like 100%. it goes super well for some people. Yeah. But not for the people, not for the birds caught in the engine. No. They might, they maybe disliked it they didn't more have, than the others. They didn't have the best time with that day. They didn't have the best time with that day, but they love Tom Hanks. Really, honestly, that's all that matters. <laughs> who doesn't? Listen, who doesn't? I mean, at the end of the day, I need to get your thoughts on Potomac. Well, oh my, oh my gosh. Is Nicki Minaj going to host the reunion? How do we feel? Let's keep it. How do we feel about that? I let's keep it 100. I think if it's a one-time thing, let's go to the beach each. Let's go catch a wave. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But if this is going to turn into like Jenny McCarthy hosts the, yeah. the, 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 the Salt Lake Michael City Michael Rappaport. I'm not. No. I'm talking no. I If Beyonce wants to host Atlanta... If Rih- if Rihanna wants to host New York, then okay. I would love to see Rihanna host New Jersey. Is Gaga around to host the Beverly Hills reunion? Yes, I think that I would watch that one once, one time. But I don't want to see fucking uh, Jenny Garth. <laughs> every every host woman Dallas. from the '90s named Jenny is gonna be coming through, and unless it's Jenny from the Block, I don't want it. And, and I, I really mean this. If it's not, like, going to be a cultural moment where Oprah steps in on D- Dallas and fixes the show, you know what I mean? Like, if it's not going to be that level of, of an event, I don't. I want to focus on who's the best host for this. Is it Andy or is it someone else? And if it's someone else, let's find that person. But, like, I, I want to see a good reunion. I think Nikki is more invested, obviously, in, like, getting to the truth. Oh, 100%. Because she doesn't have as much invested oh, 100%. from a network, like, leadership perspective. I do think she's it would be interesting. She's also smart. I w- she's it, super smart. Anyone who is smart, go, if they're funny, let them do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to watch someone who's not funny or smart but is, like, you know, available <laughs> do one of these. And, and I don't want it to be, like, Andy's never around again. Right. No, I. that's why I was thinking, like, listen, if it was a three-part or why doesn't she get a full fucking part? That's 44 minutes plus commercials. That's a huge – and that would maybe be the – I don't even – see, but the problem is you can't really do that with reunion arcs because there are – it's like chapters to a book. There is the chapter of this person, the chapter of an argument here, the chapter of a dynamic here with the resolution in the third part. I don't know how that would work with a moderator who would have a ton of questions and, no and how to experience. balance that with Andy. I know. I think she would kill. I don't think experience. No, no, I no, no. no. I'm not as a saying. Performer, but reunion. Reunion. The reunion specific has editing. like specific yeah. editing. It has specific cycles it has to go through. You have to right. know when to cut the topic off. And Andy, it's a difficult thing to do yeah, to be he 
producing live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a very difficult job. And I'm I'm not saying that Nikki wouldn't be fascinating and it wouldn't be a total ride and I would love for her to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. As a regular as a regular event, it would give me less resolution from the show that I was watching. I completely hear you. And I also think my Potomac is giving us so much, so many gifts, even on social that like even having this conversation and it's like knowing that we have a win regardless of what actually ends up happening. I mean, this is the greatest season of maybe housewives like so that like it's blasting off. I am having such a good time with Potomac. I think each and every one of them knows what the assignment is. They know their job and they know how to do it and they want to work, baby. They're here to do the job. Yeah, and Wendy's looking for extra credit. Extra obviously, credit. Four degrees. And as, so someone who just, some as someone who just had some extra credit himself. Love. Into it. Into it. Um, can I ask you a question about something I've been thinking about actually today during my little stroll earlier? The dynamic of the conversation between Karen and Candace was so interesting to me because it felt like a moment where Karen, for whatever reason, it was like what just refused to say, I'm sorry. She came in through the perspective of like, you don't know how hard it was for me. It was a really difficult dynamic. Like, don't you remember what happened? Which shouldn't be discounted. But like all Candace wanted was to hear, I'm sorry. She could have split this into parts. Part one, I'm sorry. And part two, let me just share with you the reasons that it was really complicated for me and xyz she skipped to the second part and refused to do the first which was so surprising to me were you surprised by that what were your thoughts watching that interaction take place i wonder if we saw the whole thing because it did look like a Mm. lot more time had passed within shots because really good point it was like day to night when she left and yet they kind of filmed it as if or showed it as if she showed up, they had some cool words, they talked it out for a half an hour and she left. And I don't imagine that that's what happened. I think they like got into it, but as like adults, but it wasn't that interesting to watch. And so they just sort of cut it down and they were like, well, clearly she's not going to do that first thing. But the second thing she spent a lot of time doing, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like she spent a lot Mm -hmm. of time sharing and, and being like, you know, uh, uh, talking about how like uh, you know it affected me in social media and I'm going through this and blah 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 and I think she probably spent a lot of time doing that then Candace did it back at her and they both took the other one listening as an apology and I think they Mm. just kind of like blew through that in editing and to me it just felt like they were like this storyline isn't going anywhere in the future we've decided so like like between the two of them they've decided they don't want to pursue that anymore um, mm-hmm. let's just wrap it up here now, like two adults and then focus on how weird Wendy and Mia are being. <laughs> what are you thinking watching that? What, what are is, you, what is happening? happening? I'm so into it. It's like I a cannot. possession movie. I am like, why is she so upset? What is so triggering? What is so triggering? I, Something is truly triggering. I don't know. I want to help her. Like I, she, she's coming off so like bothered and I'm like, whatever bothering you this much, you shouldn't let it get to you. Like she just seems like she's triggered by the fact that she has always tried to be a certain kind of woman. Yeah. And 
that's not the kind of woman that Mia is. And she thinks that the kind of woman Mia is, is less valid. And she doesn't want to be associated with it. But she's also acting a lot like Mia. She's on a reality show. She just got plastic surgery. She wants to be a candle. Like, <laughs> she wants to be a candle uh, maven. Is that the word? Go for a, a it. Candlestress. Sure. She wants to Megan Kig Edmonds' ex ex now husband. She was yeah 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 very, yeah, very ex. ex sorry very I just ex. had a moment where I disassociated and I was like did I fantasize that that happened or did it really go down <laughs> no, that really okay, really weirdly good. went good, down good 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 it's like when I find out I remember that Alex McCord is now um a, a laughing yoga instructor <laughs> oh my god laughing yoga god. anyway God bless her I what a what a dream I'm so happy for her but in any event so happy um uh. He, she wants to she wants to hawk candles and and that's some stuff that I think the that she thinks the Mias of the world are are doing but she what she doesn't see is that like a whole person can enjoy all those things and like you shouldn't judge someone else for being different than you and like she's she's jumping like a lot of steps ahead because I think she is being very conscious of the fact that like it's it's like when Heather Dubrow was like Kelly Dodd is like demeaning me with this behavior and it's like is she ever? I mean, we've seen some stuff <laughs> like you kicked Shannon out of your house. Like, <laughs> you know, it makes me think a little bit about New York, obviously not this season, but about the dynamic between Dorinda and Tinsley and Bethany and Tinsley more so obviously with yeah. Dorinda, although Bethany said some shit on the reunion of like, she's bringing us back a hundred years or whatever. The Dorinda of it all, she was very obviously triggered by Tinsley for reasons we may never truly understand. I mean, it was so deep. It was like some like sisters Richards shit. Just talking out loud. I wonder, I don't know that I have ever thought this before and please tell me I'm wrong, but like, I wonder for Dorinda, a part of it was the projection of, knowing the wealth that she had amassed was due to her marriage to her wealthy husband and looking at the ways that Tinsley not I don't mean operated in like a in any way a critical sense but like looking her at philosophy. The, the, her philosophy on relationships and wanting to be taken care of and Dorinda lashing out her own projection of the ways that she either was criticized or was afraid of being criticized and then I look at Mia and Dr. Wendy and it's like with Wendy is she projecting the ways that she thinks people are going to criticize her for having a home line for getting elective surgery which god bless I, she yeah. looks fucking incredible I just had a like, whole bunch I just had a whole bunch and it's it's great I recommend it I recommend <laughs> it if, if you ever have the opportunity once or twice don't do it too many times but I I really I, I don't know I I think she needs to drop her shame if that i mean if if we're being honest like she has to drop her shame and start living in the way that makes her happy and and get to know this woman on her own terms i mean she's a human being like i i, I the the idea that like the, the 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 amount of hostility and like just the full shutting down of like and then also at the other side of your mouth being like i'm zen when <laughs> i'm zen when I am Zen. I, you can't break me. I am happy and I like everybody and everything's good, babe. You know, yeah. like I, I, you can't bother me. I don't get in fights anymore. Just every week <laughs> on your television screen. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Why are you doing that? That's not the move right now. That would be the move for like Sonia right now. That's not the move for you. 
Wendy could maybe take over this franchise. Wendy's fascinating. She could She's... maybe take over. She could be center mm-hmm. champagne flute or whatever the fuck they hold. <laughs> Um, yeah she's she's really magnetic at being on television and not just for the reasons she thought I I just think Wendy is so fascinating and I think she is good at being on television in ways that she didn't even like even in ways she wasn't aware of do you know what I mean she knew she was good at being on TV she's a good communicator but and she knew how to like speak to a crowd clearly she's she's in academia but I think she's also good at being a reality TV star. And it's funny that she doesn't know it. <laughs> and also that she's making mistakes of someone who thinks that they're excellent at this. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Like the Housewives is a very specific kind of reality TV. And she the obviously confidence. came in here with like a book of words and some catchphrases. And I love it. I love she's the journey. She's studying like, at night. She's doing homework. Oh and I believe God. she'll get there. She's approaching this the way she approached everything else, which was like, I'll just do it until I'm not failing at it anymore. And I'll be the best. Um, and I love it for her. Ryan Houlihan, I could talk to you about Housewives forever and ever. Amen. Can you tell the people a little bit about Input Mag? Give me a little elevator pitch. <laughs> tell me, like, what you're working on, senior gaming editor. We, we're we a, uh, a sort of, I, I would say, a tech and fashion blog. We t- talk about design and art, um, but mostly a lot of, like, technology stuff, video games, fashion, um, and... Uh, we run our gaming section a little bit more thoughtfully. And so we try mm. to, if, if you've any interest in the video gaming or VR or anything as a topic, we try to like write stories of people's experiences right now or communities that you hadn't heard of or um, uh, innovations and the way that they might positively or negatively affect um, entertainment and stuff like that. So uh, I, 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 I would visit the website if you have any interest in seeing um, in seeing uh, the future. I love that. And where can people follow you online? Um, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Ryan Houlihan. Um, it, that's it. You know how to find me. You're an adult. <laughs> You're an adult. Google it. Um, guys, listen, the summer Zoom winter charm Patreon Zoom Kiki is coming up Sunday, August 8th at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard. You know, hop in a little Zoom with me. It's truly. And more importantly, fellow AGs, we're going to shoot this shit. You get to ask me whatever you want. And um, we're going to talk. Lord knows we're going to talk about Erica Jane. I'm sure we're going to talk about Erica Jane. I'm sure we're going to talk about Potomac. I hope that we talk about Shaw's and Family Karma, both of whom are killing it or just recently killed it. Unbelievable. Prestige television. Um, and so much more. And P.S. The Andy Scrolls Patreon is the number one way to support the podcast. You get exclusive bonus bonus events, bonus, actually, yeah, exclusive bonus events, including this one, and bonus episodes and so much more. Patreon.com slash Andy's Girls. Subscribe to the pod if you don't already. Rate it five stars and I would super appreciate. And follow me on Instagram at Dame Galley. It's my favorite place to get satchels. I'm going to do a satchel spectacular for Patreon shortly um, because you guys have sent me so many amazing satchels this week and continue to do so. I love hearing from them. And Ryan Hulian, I love talking with you. Oh my God, you're oh, my everything. I loved talking this with you. I missed this. I miss us. I miss this. I missed us. This was like very comforting. I felt like this was a little blanket. Did you feel? <laughs> I felt very comforted. I'm, in yeah, this combo. I'm sitting in my bed right now and talking to a good Same. friend. I mean, is there anything better? <laughs> no. That ring. Honestly, that <laughs> ring. <laughs> <laughs> it's like maybe tied. Maybe 
anytime. Yeah, Guys, right. I hope, right, love it. Um, I hope you are staying safe, staying sane, getting vaccinated if you can, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.